Hey y'all, welcome to the Lead Her Ship podcast. I'm Brittany Howard, a mama of six and top leader of a multi-million dollar team, and I love to talk about leadership topics that maximize our impact in our homes, relationships, and in the marketplace as we endeavor to juggle all of our responsibilities well. This podcast is for Christian mamas who either are leaders in network marketing or who aspire to be. I have coached a lot of people to the six-figure level and beyond, and I'm going to share with you here what I share with my team that has helped us build this business with a long-term focus in mind and have very meaningful relationships throughout the journey. We're going to dive into the emotions and thoughts that come with building a business. We're going to deal with relationship dynamics that come with leading a team, especially when your team happens to be your actual friends. We're going to discuss ways to help your team catch the bigger vision with you and how to coach them to success. And we're going to do it all through a biblical lens. I sure hope you guys had a fantastic Christmas with lots of love and family time and good food. This happens to be one of my favorite weeks out of the entire year because this is the time that I set aside to do two things, reflect on the current year and cultivate my vision for the upcoming year. And so that is what I want to assist you guys in doing today. And by the end of this episode, I hope that you will feel a sense of urgency to go carve out some time to sit quietly somewhere by yourself so that you can reflect on this year and cultivate your vision for your future. And to assist you in doing those things, I created a PDF that you can download for free from my website, BrittanyHoward.com. And it has plenty of questions on there to help you as you look back on this year to determine what went well, what didn't, what you need to work on in the future. And also, it will assist you in cultivating your vision so that it is clear, compelling, and believable. And so that you know exactly what you are working toward and you know also how to articulate your vision to others so that they catch the vision with you. So make sure you grab that free PDF off of my website, brittanyhoward.com. So I have this daily habit of learning. And currently what I'm working through is a course provided by my company. At the end of the course, when I finish it, I will have a Dr. Cloud leadership certification. And the timing for this course could not be better because the very first module is about vision. And like I said earlier, this is the week where I really think deeply about my vision. Not just vision for where I want to go, but what do I envision for my team? And in addition to taking that course, I also just picked up a book by Dr. Albert Moeller called The Conviction to Lead. So these things are top of mind for me, and so a lot of what I'm going to share with you today will come from those two resources. I really like to analyze what great leaders do, because I feel like if I can figure out what they're doing, then I can go and do that, right? And my definition of a great leader would be someone who is not just producing results for themselves, but also they know how to help other people produce the results that they want to produce. Because leadership is not about how far you can go. It's about how far you can take others. And I want to take others far. And there are three things that I think 
that great leaders have. Convictions, vision, and a plan. So I really want to dive into those three things today because my goal with this episode is to help you cultivate your vision. But before I do, I just want to reiterate that reflection is just as equally important as cultivating your vision. Because if you're not taking the time to reflect and ask yourself what went well, what did not go well, what needs to change in the future as a result of what I've learned this year, then you're not ever going to truly learn from your mistakes. And if you're not learning from your mistakes, then you're likely going to continue repeating them. We've all heard that quote, experience is what you get when you didn't get what you want. Well, wisdom is what you get when you combine experience with reflection. So do not skip this step. Take some time to evaluate what went well this year. What did you accomplish? What did you hope to accomplish that you didn't? And if you, whatever you did accomplish, figure out how you did that. What were the things that led up to your success? Whatever you did not accomplish that you intended to, figure out why not. And again, the PDF on my website will help you think through all of these things. Okay, so great leaders have three things, convictions, vision, and a plan. So let's talk about leadership convictions. What are your leadership convictions? Why are you even leading? Why does it matter that you are leading? And I love that word conviction. A conviction is not just a deeply held belief. It's a belief that holds you. When you are leading by conviction, your work becomes about so much more than just a paycheck. It's way bigger than just money. It's driven by purpose. It's driven by a mission. It's driven by the impact that you know your work has on other people. Okay, now let's talk about leadership vision. Vision can be defined simply as a desired future state. So a leadership vision would be what is the desired future state of your team? You can start with what you want to exist that does not exist today. So really think about that. What do you want? And what does it look like to go from where you and your team currently are right now to where you want to go? So I want you to think about each leader on your team. How many points do they currently have? Are they holding their rank? Are they in momentum? And are you content with these current results, do you think that they have reached their potential? Why or why not? Now, the next thing is, I want you to visualize where you would like for your team to be one year from now. And I do want you to, again, think about each leader individually, and then be very descriptive about what you envision for each person. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This question actually had me stuck to the point where I had to phone a friend. <laughs> I, I asked my friend, Jamie, do you feel stuck on this question? Because if someone was asking me, where would you like your 
business to be in a year? I believe I could answer that question easily. But the question is about where would you like your team to be in a year? And that was really hard for me to answer. And then I wanted to figure out why. Why is this question so hard for me to answer? And then my friend lovingly pointed out that I was so focused on the how they were going to get there that I wasn't even allowing myself to envision what I wanted. So don't think about the how. This is not about how. This is about vision. And it does need to be realistic. But where do you see each one of your leaders in a year? What do you think they could accomplish over the next 12 months? And another reason why this question was hard for me to answer about my team was because it brought up fear. It reminded me of the times in the past where I have envisioned something for them or I have believed that they were capable of producing XYZ result or hitting XYZ rank or achieving whatever and they didn't hit it. And so it brought up fear for me that what if this time is no different than the other times? And really the answer is my vision for my leaders has not changed except for the fact that it's only gotten bigger. What I have had to adjust is the timeline, not the vision, but the timeline. I still 100% believe in every one of my leaders' potential, even if it takes longer than I thought it would take or if it takes longer than they thought it would take. And I love how John Maxwell talks about this when he says, any goal you set out to accomplish is always going to take way longer than you thought it would take, cost way more money than you thought it was going to cost, and take way more energy than you thought it was going to take. So we're not going to let fear rob us of cultivating a vision for where our team could be in a year. So write down your vision for where you would like your business to be a year from now and your team to be a year from now. And don't be afraid to think really big. I love the quote that says, we are overestimate what we can accomplish in one year, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in three years or five years. So even if one year from now you have not hit every goal, you will have made great strides and great progress by working toward your vision. Okay, so now you should have a picture of what you want and what you want to work toward. Now your vision needs some work. You want to make it clear, you want to make it compelling, and you want to make it believable so that you can go and articulate it. When your vision is very clear, you will know exactly where you're headed and exactly what to focus on, and it will make saying no to things that don't fall in line with the vision easier. It's also important to keep in mind that when you have big vision, and you are working toward that, you are going to impact so many more people than just your downline. I cannot even measure the impact that leaders in my company have had on me and my business that they will never see a paycheck from, and I am eternally grateful. Because of those leaders' vision, I have been able to accomplish my vision. 
So I want you to think about that too. What is that going to feel like when you are at convention or some sort of corporate event where lots of teams from around the company are there and people are approaching you, thanking you for the value that you've added to their business and it all started with your vision. So who is going to benefit from your vision and how do you think they're going to benefit? Your vision is going to need to be compelling so that people will actually want to do it with you because you can't do it alone. So is your vision bigger than you? Is your vision bigger than a paycheck? If your vision for your people only consists of them achieving things so that you can achieve bigger things, I can go ahead and tell you right now, that's not going to be very compelling. So how can you make your vision encompass more than just yourself and what you can accomplish or achieve? And honestly, I think what makes a vision compelling is when a leader has convictions about the work that they are doing and why it matters so much and why it's important for people other than them. And then make sure your vision is believable. It has to be realistic, y'all. Given that person's current state of things, you know, where their points are at or their current life situation or their belief level or whatever the case may be, within the specified time frame, make sure that what you are envisioning is actually realistic. And then if it's not, then again, You just adjust the timeline, not the vision, not the goal. And then once you have made your vision clear, compelling, and believable, then you want to be able to communicate your vision effectively. Chances are, if you've made it this far into cultivating your vision, you are likely so excited that you are ready to go word vomit all over people, right? And we don't want you to do that because that is not effective or believable. So you want to kind of turn your vision into sort of a little elevator speech, if you will. Can you communicate your vision in one minute or less? Or could your vision fit on a paragraph on a sticky note? So in other words, you want it to be concise, meaning you are going to choose intentional words that pack the most punch and communicate the exact things that you want to communicate in the least amount of words possible. And the words that you choose need to make me want to do it. So basically, I want you to sell me what is your vision for your business and for your team? And why does it matter? Okay, here's an example in case you need one. I want six diamond leaders who love the Lord and are convicted that their work matters because they are helping people attain freedom. Financial freedom, which is important because God uses His people to accomplish His purposes, and Christians with resources greatly impact the kingdom of God, but also spiritual freedom. Their work matters because their ministry is in the marketplace, and there they will be able to influence others with the gospel. And because each of these diamond leaders have six diamond leaders of their own, they're earning over a million dollars a year. Okay, so we talked about great leaders have convictions and vision, and now we need to talk about the plan. 
So I think that you need to help each leader on your team formulate a plan. And Henry Cloud says, to start with, you're going to determine the milestones. So in the next year, what are the benchmarks that you need to have to set to achieve this vision? How will you know that you are on the right track? What are the milestones along the way? And once you have determined what milestones you need to hit along the way, then you can think about your actual strategy. So that consists of what actions are you going to take? So what are you going to do? And then when are you going to do it by? So put a deadline on it. And then you hold people accountable to do what they said they were going to do. So for us, that looks like the four pillars. Okay, in network marketing, there's really just four things that you have to master and get good at if you want to earn financial freedom. And those things are recruiting, retaining, duplicating, and leadership. And this is a good place where you could evaluate your systems. And when I say evaluate your systems, I don't mean start hyper-focusing and revamping every single system that you have in place. When I say think about systems, this is what I mean. If I were to ask you, do you feel very confident that if you decided this month you're going to enroll three new customers, that you would know exactly what to do and feel confident that you would be able to accomplish that? Now, does your team feel as confident in that area as you do? If so, I would say you have a good recruiting system. Same question when it comes to retention, duplication, and leadership. Do you feel confident that all of your VIP customers, you know how to get them to continue ordering past the 90 to 120-day mark? Does your team feel confident that they could? If so, then I would say you have a good system. Duplication. Do you feel confident that if you wanted to create a new business builder in the next quarter that you would know exactly what actions to take and feel confident that you could create that result? And does your team feel confident that they would know what to do? If so, then you have a great duplication system. Leadership, do you feel confident that people in your organization who go silver, you know how to get them to take the next steps toward gold? Do you feel confident that you can help your rubies get to emerald? And does your team feel that level of confidence? If so, I would say you have a great leadership development system. So when you are evaluating your systems, you need to ask yourself how confident you feel in each pillar first. If there is an area where you feel like you're lacking, then you, I would say get very focused on mastering that skill. So for example, if you consistently enroll three plus new customers every month and they generally order for at least 90 to 120 days, but you don't really have anyone working the business, then I would say you need to master the skill of getting people to work the business, which falls under duplication. So I would go and I would watch videos on what to say and do to create business builders because business builders are created. They're not found. 
And if you do know how to create business builders and are doing that, but you don't see your team doing that, then you need to make sure that they have the resources that you have had that have helped you learn that skill or go create one. Teach them how to do it so that everyone on your team feels as confident and is as proficient as you are in working their businesses and getting the results that they desire. So when I talk about systems, I am not in any way saying this is where you should go start over from scratch with all your systems because they're not good enough. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying evaluate yourself as a leader. Are you doing well in each of the four pillars? And if so, how can you ensure that your team can do as well as you are? Okay, the next step in formulating your plan is going to be to have guardrails in place. What parameters can you have in place that will keep you on the right path? Because you will be tempted to look to the left, look to the right. It could be going in one of the other team pages and seeing a good idea that some other successful people put in there that you that makes you feel like, oh my gosh, that must be the magic sauce. Let me stop what I'm doing and pivot and go do what they're doing instead because clearly I'm doing it all wrong. What parameters can you put in place to prevent falling into a comparison trap? How long are you going to decide to commit to this plan of action before you reevaluate and do anything different, make any changes because you determined that this actually not working. And as a general rule of thumb, something to keep in mind is there's generally going to be a 90 day lag from the time you actually start to do something consistently to the time you actually see the fruit of it. So make sure that you are not giving up on any certain plan or strategy too quickly because you think it's not working when you really haven't just given it enough time yet. So put guardrails in place, whatever you know that has a tendency to get you off track or to distract you from whatever the vision or the goal or the focus should be, put guardrails in place. Okay, now once you have your plan in place and you're executing the plan and working toward your vision, you need to measure progress along the way. There has to be inspection combined with communication along the way because the only way to know that you're making progress is if you're measuring the right things and holding people accountable. Accountability in this business model should be a very welcomed thing because we don't have bosses. We don't have we don't have to clock in and clock out. We don't have someone looking over our shoulder, monitoring us or anything like that. It really is totally up to us to be self-motivated. And so a little bit of accountability is always extremely helpful in a business where it's all up to you. So you should frame accountability in that way to your team and let them know to expect accountability. And that doesn't mean that you're their boss. It just simply means you're just asking them questions. Did you do what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it? And it's also very important to be very clear on what the agreed upon expectations are and be clear about what finished actually means. And y'all, this could apply to a one-on-one coaching slash mentoring relationship with a leader on your team. It could also apply to any type of project that you are working on together with your team. 
And then the last part of working your plan will be understanding that you will have to adapt along the way. So when you are measuring progress, you can evaluate, did we do what we said we were going to do? And if not, why not? And you want to find the root cause behind that. So was it because it took more time than they thought it was going to take? Was it because it was actually harder than they had anticipated? Was it because they lacked motivation? Was it because they were scared of what people were going to think? Was it because of some other fear? And if you're asking the question, did we do what we said we were going to do? And the answer is yes. Then the next question is, did we get the results that we thought we would? If the answer is yes, then you just keep working the plan. If the answer is no, then you have to adapt. So in conclusion, great leaders have convictions, vision, and a plan. I can't wait to hear from you why your work matters, what you're working toward, and the plan that's going to get you there. Happy New Year, and may this be your best year yet. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Be sure to check out my website, BrittanyHoward.com, for more content on the blog. And if this was at all valuable to you today, could you do me a favor and share it? Don't forget to tag me. Talk to you soon.